0: It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning, my dear audience. This is a show that's relevant because with the weather like this, people start thinking about weight loss and working out and getting outside. And, you know, as we get more sun each day, now that it's the time of season and it's warmer, changes the hormones. Won't get into that story, but the hormones change. It makes you want to do things. In the spring, you get motivated. All right, you know that. What you might not know are the ins and outs Are the navigation of what it takes to lose weight. Now, some of you, because of what we call in Vedic medicine, Indian medicine, your dosha. Lose weight very easily and you don't have to lose weight. But the kafas, people that are thicker, thicker boned, even medium boned, more heavily muscled, you know who you are because you just look at food and you gain weight. No matter what you do, it's tough to lose weight. And especially... For middle-aged females, on the heavy side, the heavier bone types, not the ones you grew up jealous of because they could eat two ice cream sundays a day and still lose weight. No, and you know who you are. Some of you, by the time you're 50, are depressed because nothing you do will allow you to lose weight. So there's a big percentage of people listening today To thinking about this now, especially now. You don't think about this in December around the holidays or around Thanksgiving. You don't think about it when it's freezing. You think about it now, thus the show. And I entitled the show what I believe the show to be, the no frills, no baloney, no fake supplements, God honest approach to weight loss. So let's begin. All right. The things that get missed. Number one. If you're under stress, it's tougher to lose weight because under stress, your cortisol spikes and you'll, that's a hormone secreted by the adrenal glands. It's our anti-inflammatory hormone. It's got an upside to production, but chronic high cortisol, which is what stress means, causes you to retain water all day long. And it accounts for the fact that if you put yourself to a month of whatever you think you're going to do to lose weight, the ins and outs of stress, you know you have a good day, a bad day, a bad day, a good day, a terrible week, an okay week. If you really look at the weight you're holding because you can't drop the water, you're always in that depressing, anxiety-ridden state of, I was... 130 pounds yesterday. Now, why am I 134 today? And God forbid you should go out and just have one cheat meal, which has its benefits. Cheat meals once every 7 to 10 to 12 days aren't a bad thing, meaning you go out and you eat a lot more. It's not a bad thing to do. But if you're that high cortisol type, forget it. If you, and I see a lot of people do this, they blow the whistle On the weight loss, losing slowly because they don't know the tricks or the concepts, I should say. And then they go, Well, you know what? I'm going to go out and eat now because I've been under so much stress, especially so the last few days. And between the water weight they gain and the water they're going to retain from the food, they're six pounds heavier the next morning. That's when I get phone calls. People get nuts. When that happens. So, number one, if you're a high cortisol type, now you can do your gland labs. You can go to labs to measure your evening cortisol and find out it's high. Don't waste your money. Just understand if you're the stress type and you got to be real honest with yourself, You're high cortisol. And if you're in that position, and again, if you know how to lose weight, don't listen to the show. But if you're like a lot of people where you are stuck a lot, just assume you're high cortisol. You have to factor stress in. Now, the other thing is high cortisol is very linked to poor sleep. So if you're trying to lose weight and you're not getting that six, seven, eight straight hours of unbroken sleep, if because you've had children and you've torn or you've had cesareans, you can't really hold your urine and you're up once to twice a night urinating or worse yet, three to four times, and you're trying to drop weight, you're going to fight this. This is going to fight you. Because you've got to have your estrogen, your testosterone. You've got to have enough adrenaline in your body adrenaline to keep your cortisol levels low that's a show in itself the difference between adrenaline and cortisol adrenaline keeps cortisol low adrenaline is the reason you can handle stress at 18 and not at 50 and the minute the adrenaline's low because the sleep is low the cortisol goes high and that means you're gonna retain sodium and water So that's a big deal, this thing about sleep. And we can skip all this in a sense and say, you have to understand to lose weight ketosis. Now, I want to qualify this statement right from the beginning. It doesn't matter how you get into ketosis. Ketosis meaning the physiological state where I'll get real technical here for you where your Krebs cycle, that cycle, along with your phosphorylation cycle. Ketosis is where you make your day's energy in the cell, your ATP. This is what you function and live on, all of us. You don't make it from sugar. You make it from ketones. So normally, the blood has to have a certain amount of sugar. Well, it always has to have a certain amount high or low. And when you get the sugar low, the body supplements the sugar, that which feeds the cell to make you work with ketones. Ketones are made from fatty acids, fatty acids in your fat, fatty acids in your food. They run over to the liver and the liver starts changing the fatty acids into ketones, which then depart from the liver and go wherever they need to go in your body to fuel you, to give you energy to allow you to function. If more of the day's energy comes from ketones and less from glucose, rather than the other way, you're going to burn fat. Now, to get there, again you got to have your sleep. you got to keep the cortisol relatively low. And then, of course, you have to make food choices to keep the glucose low. You have to learn to function on smaller amounts of glucose. So this is why this keto thing is so big. This is why lots of people do it, but lots of people don't know how to do it. And if you get one thing from this show... Whether you learn to sleep, whether you learn to keep your stress low, whether you learn to go into ketosis, interval train, workout with weights, all these things I'm going to mention, the art form is each person to get to these high-fat burning states has to do each of these things differently specific to them. Sleep. Some people, I personally, me, I never go to bed at 9 o'clock. I got to go to bed at 11, 11.30. I've been that way since I was born. You are not going to come in and give me this yah ya about the anabolic sleep cycle and how going to bed at 9 o'clock studies show is the best thing you can do, like the farmer. The hell with the farmer. Not interested. I'm not a farmer. I'm me. I know the way my body feels, and I've experimented with lots of things. I have people that They get their best sleep if they go to bed at 2 a.m. Beeler, Henry Beeler, food is thy best medicine, used to call them pituitary types. Pituitary types get mentally active between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. Now, I know people that are going to bed tonight at 8 p.m., at 8 o'clock. They have to go to bed at 8 o'clock. Well, I know that works for them. Each person has to max out on an optimized sleep cycle, meaning you got to pop up with energy because you slept straight. And I'm telling you, that's critical for weight loss, but how each person's going to attain that is different. It's the same thing with ketosis. So when I say ketosis, meaning you're going to burn more of the day's energy off ketones, fat derivatives, transmuted in the liver into ketones from fats, fats that leave your buttocks, your, your waistline, your face. How you're going to achieve it and the next guy is different. This is why you got to be careful with these cookbook remedies. But ketosis is critical because by definition, it means a higher fat burning state, which is you're going to lose weight what you want. One thing you can do at this level is get a ketone meter. Yes, yes, I was on the radio two weeks ago saying ketone meters work against you. Sure, because the number one law is you have to feel ketosis. But at your level, get a ketone meter. Get a glucose meter. Also, get a scale, a gram scale. You can get one from Costco for 15 bucks. Unbelievable. I bought one the other day and I couldn't believe it. I go to Williams and Sonoma. It's this one by Taylor. And Williams and Sonoma wants to sell it to me for 76 bucks. And they don't even know how to work the thing. And I can't even get a sample. So they fight taking it out of the box because I didn't buy it. But they finally do. And then they don't know how to work it. I have questions and I walked out. I hate going to Costco. It was 14,15 dollars. How does a place like Williams and Sonoma plan to stay alive? This is going on everywhere, but get yourself a gram scale. Do that. Why? You have to count your calories. There's no two ways about this. Don't estimate. get into counting and measuring the calories. Get into measuring the blood glucose. Get into a ketone meter. And you'll start to see how those high complex carbs type of foods versus low low glycemic foods that don't break down to sugar, the junk foods, this, that, and the other thing, they will all put your blood sugar way higher and fight ketosis. Keeping in mind that in the end, I don't care how ketotic you want to stay, if you're on a 2,500 calorie a day, a 2,000 calorie a day paleo diet, you're still going to not lose weight. You're not going to do anything. And if there are a few of you that do, well, good for you. You don't have the kind of metabolism I'm talking about. You've got to find a number of calories per day that allows you to lose weight. I don't know too many people that can lose weight over 1,500 calories. I don't know many too many people that, if they're eating over 1,500 calories, can lose weight. I seriously don't. Now, you may be different. And if you are different, so be it. But you have to find your number. Mine's somewhere between twelve and 1,500. So you got to count your calories, you got to know what the ketotic effect of your foods, the fat burning effect of your foods, closely linked to what doesn't raise blood sugar. But this has to get blended through trial and error for you. This is why these books, and this is why dieticians in general, they all miss the point, and why there are so many people that go, I've tried everything, nothing works. And let me just tell you right now, I don't care what supplement you're talking about. I don't care what blend of amino acids you're talking about. I don't care what it is. It is a crock. Take all your nutritional supplements and flush them down the toilet. Because they just feed the desire in people to take the shortcut. The cliff note way to do it. And it doesn't work. Burning fat is not pleasant. Done. Just start that assumption and then decide if it's worth what it costs. It costs some discomfort. It's going to be painful at times. Now, you can not do it stupid, and you don't have to torture yourself. But at the same time, there is no getting around it. You will get to points. When you are in a high-fat burning state and you are hungry, it happens. You're not in a good mood. So just accept that. You can't win a fight without being willing to take a punch. Now, you don't have to get beat up. And you have to know how to duck punches. So this this is not a formula for masochism. You don't have to inflict pain on yourself. But when you listen to these people talk about effortless 20, 30, 40 pounds of weight loss, please don't believe these lies. Okay. Now, This, I'm telling you, if I was going to write a little mini book, it would be on interval training. Why? Because how many people I know that cannot kick themselves into ketosis, they eat paleo, they limit their calories, they're overweight, they're middle-aged, they're depressed, and statistically, they're usually female. Not always, but often. And then they're going to buy this garbage about, oh, my thyroid's low. And then they do some stupid hormonal panel. They go to their glandular doctor that promises them a little HGH and some shortcuts, and they'll burn fat, and they come into my office and rave about it. It makes no difference. Do not buy these Crocs. So specifically now, if you're middle-aged, over 50, if you're overweight, if you tend to put on weight easily, if you're stuck, if you feel you've tried everything, yeah, you've gone to your endocrine doctor to give you the magic creams to turn weight loss into what it is 40 years ago before you had kids and before you've been surgerized with cesareans or episiotomies. Yeah, I know all it. Skip it. you got to learn to do one thing. And if you have to pay somebody top dollar to teach you how to do it, do it. It's called interval training. Now, I've done this so many times with people, and I don't really want to do it anymore. But I can tell you from lots of very in-depth experiments that people basically are petrified to cross that line in which they're going to start kicking themselves into what it takes to burn fat. They have convinced themselves that when they take a hill or do reps with a certain amount of weight or swim with a certain intensity or anything like that, they're going to die. And these can be people that are cleared by their cardiologists that really don't have problems with their health other than weight. And when you take them to that point where their heart rate's up there at 150, 160, 170, 140, whatever your medical doctor okays. When you get them there, they're in shock. They're petrified. I watch their faces hit that point where they could just start to kick themselves into ketosis and they have to stop short of that because they're convinced they're going to die. This is the society we've made. This is how disconnected people are. And so I'm not criticizing you. I'm just simply saying to you, a lot of you are going to be like that. Pay these sports trainers. Pay a good sports trainer. She's to go take you up a hill or put you in a gym with weights. If you're accident prone, pay somebody to make sure that doesn't happen. And if you can get your heart rate up in sustained periods of time, it's going to vary. 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. It's going to vary the heart rate. 130, 140, 150, 170. It's going to vary the grade of hill, the steepness of the hill. It's going to vary the weight you use in the gym. It's going to vary the place you do it. All these variations, that's why you get a sports trainer, pay him or her, whatever you want, for as long as it takes you to master it. Don't pay them to hold your hand. Pay them to teach you. That's what they like to do anyway. I know tons of sports trainers. They don't like holding anybody's hand. You know, you see them in the gyms. And while you're on the treadmill or whatever you're on, they're looking up in the sky. And you can see they hate it. Who wants to babysit anybody? But what they love to do is take their knowledge and their experience and teach you how to do something. Pay somebody. I don't care if it's $100 a session until you master interval training because you haven't and you don't, and you wouldn't know it if it hit you over the head and you're scared of it. I listen to people tell me all the time, I can only get my heart rate up to 110. There's n- anything I do, I can't get it higher than 120. I've tried everything. What they haven't tried is what I said. Be- and it's natural. There is an inherent reluctance to push yourself to where you're going to feel a shift. There just is. And then once you do it, then you get all your icosinoids or your endorphins or your encephalins produced, and then you feel stoned. You know the feeling. You get in your car, you're smiling, you're waving at police officers on the way home. You're proud of yourself. Life is beautiful. You feel like God. At a half an hour earlier, you were suicidal being pushed up a hill. You get my point. If you are stuck interval train. So, so, so important. Now, do not get seduced by yoga, by Pilates, by gyrotonics. Don't do those things for weight loss. Those things are fantastic for toning and opening the energy fields and the rest of it, alignment and the rest of it. But do not think you're going to lose weight doing them. And if you're a person that can, you're not the person I'm talking to. I'm talking about people whose body types are muscular to endomorphic, to slow, low metabolism, to bigger boned at middle age and older. And you people are not losing weight in yoga. Nor are you going to lose weight fasting. So I should add that to the group. Now, intermittent fasting, yes, research shows that it enhances weight loss and blah, 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 blah. And the market's just opened up another place where it can write a few books, and make a few more doctors famous. So yes, intermittent fasting, you can fit it in there, but it doesn't drive the train. It doesn't drive the true choo-choo true, true, true train. It is not conceptually and fundamentally how you lose weight if you're in this category. Forget it. But don't forget when to stop eating food. I learned all this stuff years ago as a boxer. I know how to lose weight. Boxers do. You take guys like Roberto Duran, George Foreman, little guys, big guys. Some of us love to eat. And when we don't have to train, we eat. So Duran will go down to 130, 135 is a lightweight in the old days, and puff up to 190 in three months. That's what you do, especially in boxing. Because the training is very, very arduous, very intense. Very few boxers keep their weight. So I learned this stuff, what works. And when it's on the line, you'll learn it. And one of the things that you'll learn, I don't care what you do, you have to go to bed hungry. And it means no dinner. You got to be real careful with dinner. Because if dinner takes the edge off, and one hour later you're not really hungry again, you ate too much. And that's what people do. People drop weight or try to drop weight waiting for dinner. Why? It's easier to get through the day thinking about business. You're yelling at people, people are yelling at you, you're trying to make a living, you're trying to make your money, and when you get home, you relax with food and you eat to satiety and you go to bed okay, not too hungry. That's how you don't lose weight. You got to have your big meal in the day such that you have at least 4 to 5 hours of fat burning of I'm starving kind of a feeling before you go to bed. You do that, you will burn fat. You eat your big meal at night, eat 70, 60% of your calories in the evening, I promise you, you will destroy fat burning. Hey, we're almost out of time, but I'm not out of things to tell you. Cliffhanger, cliffhanger. But I've given you a lot today. Again, If you're really stuck with this stuff, you have the number, 714-850-1007. Great seminar last week. We did it at the hotel. We had a very large turnout, really good people. I'm doing another one next Sunday. Same topic, how to listen to your body and interpret the signs. I'm just going to do a small one. We're going to keep it under 30 people. No big hotel. So if you're interested, you've got that. Just call the office. If you're lost in the labyrinth of health, which many of you are, you know the number. We'll see you next week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.